This is an Eva Burrows College podcast. The content covered here is intended for students enrolled in Eva Burrows College courses and is part of a larger learning context. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Today we're meeting with Susan from Moneycare Financial Counselling and Susan's based in Liverpool in the southwest of Sydney. Thanks so much for your time today, Susan. Thank you so much, Kylie, for having me. Let's start by talking about your current role and how long you've worked in the financial counselling sector. It's been three years, doesn't feel like three years, and I am an associate financial counsellor looking forward to do my accreditation as soon as possible. Susan, I'm interested to know um, how you became a financial counsellor. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and what attracted you to the sector? I grew up in India and migrated to Australia in 2006 with my husband, who came as a student and a one-year-old. Personal experience and the struggle that we went through when we came here on our own, um, financially, emotionally, physically, no support available, didn't have a clue where, where or whom we could approach. Um, so, but just because we ha- I had to support my husband with his tuition fees, did various roles here, uh, ended up doing my community in services diploma, uh, volunteered with Salvation Army, saw this job and I'm like, looks interesting, let's give it a go and here I am after three years. That's a fascinating story, thank you for sharing Susan. I wondered over the time that you've worked in this role, have you identified what you think are the critical skills and and attributes required to be a successful financial counsellor? I have found that it's, uh, it's better to be pretty straight and honest with your clients. So rather than beating around the bush, because I like just before we started the interview, we were talking about we are dealing with two, two sections of um, the sector, financial as well as counsellor. So as a financial counsellor, I want to target their money issues. So just dilly-dallying, giving them false hopes, I don't think it helps anyone. End of the day, we need to address the issue that they came with, and that's money. So it could be just lack of, you know, just giving them skills to do budgeting or giving them skills to approach the creditors or working along with them. Uh, so I feel that's that's mainly what a financial counsellor should be looking at. Just be straight and honest with your answer. You can't be heroes for everybody. It's difficult when you are fa- you're facing um, financial issues or mental issues, but for us to overcome that and work with the client, I think that's where our strength should be. I know that many people have a real passion for working in this sector. What do you find most rewarding about the role? The outcome of the session. It could be anything like waiver, stopping a reposition or eviction. But for me, it's the bigger outcomes where we were able to work with clients 
to break the barrier stopping them from acknowledging their circumstances and they were willing to work with me to make the required changes in their life. Susan, you've shared with us some of the rewarding parts of your role, um, which sounds amazing. But I wonder, can you describe some of the challenges that you face as a financial counsellor? Oh yes, few do come to mind. Uh, the first and foremost would be clients coming with unrealistic expectations. You've given them all the relevant information about their situation, what options are available, what they can't be doing or they shouldn't be doing, but they still are saying, oh no. You give them, you let them know that it's futile to do, pursue this. You have to do, but nah, they don't want to accept it. And I think, again, it comes back to mental block, not acknowledging what they, that a change needs to be done. Um, it could be lifestyle change or just a change of thinking um, about how, how to manage money. And the third is like, we got the magic wand. <laughs> You're a financial counsellor. The bank sent me to you. Why can't you help us? Why did they then send and waste my time here? Explaining that to them is a big, big, big task. And uh, pretty much, and, and you see that with pretty much every client who's referred by a creditor after being denied a hardship. So they feel it's like, they referred me to a financial counselor. That means if this girl talks to them, well, they should do it. Then breaking the process of making them understand that you are sent to a financial counsellor not because, yes, it could be that maybe if I speak to them after doing all the assessment and basic information that's provided to me, they may listen, but is it worth the while listening to me or telling you that no, no, let's go for it. Is it worth the while or is there something that I should be providing you with? some skills to actually understand what needs to be done further. Susan, you just made me think about, of course, the cultural diversity that there is amongst um, Sydney and uh, more widely in Australia. So how does, how does that influence the way that you service your clients? It's, okay, there are positives and negatives. I will not deny that. Sometimes my prejudice does come into play when I was like, oh my God, you know what? I was told to do this. Why can't you understand? I had to tone down that a lot in my head. Obviously, I never tell the client because that's not what I am. But the same thing has actually given me the strength to educate the, educate the client. Look, guys, I was no better or I was taught this, but I still didn't learn. Some knocks in my life is what taught me that you should start saving, 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 even a bit by bit, if you don't want to fall into trouble. <laughs> is there a typical day as a financial counsellor? And if so, what does that look like? Nope, never, <laughs> never. I cannot give you a, a specific or a role model day 
as a financial counselor never it's always an ongoing different challenging and exciting uh, day four days four different four different experiences and for those that are considering becoming a financial counselor what are your three maybe top tips for new financial counselors is there something some wisdom that you'd like to impart patience well of patience because that's what first thing that you need you need to be a people person who and who at least have an ear to hear what they have to say um because sometimes that it could be that that the client has come in and that could be the turning point in the client is someone is listening to me and it's patient to listen to me um second this sector is always changing so you should be ready to learn you should be willing to train yourself update yourself upskill yourself according to the trend otherwise you become obsolete because whatever options yes certain options are given to you certain um, policies and procedures are dictated to you but with the blink of an eye everything can change and whatever you told the client could actually come back and bite them in the wrong way um i think the third would be you need to be firm you need to learn to say no client have lots of expectations they come up with everything under the sun can be done if i enter this room you have a certain procedure follow that procedure and end of the day if it is a no just give them the straight answer you can't satisfy everybody susan i'm interested to know how the diploma of financial counseling equipped you for your role obviously it did play a uh, play an important role in 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 uh, my work because like i told you i never knew about financial counseling so getting some information about it and diploma was the start so when manike said oh we'll train you perfect i said let's let's start it and um joined uh since i do have a financial background in the sense my my dad's an accountant my brothers and i into finance my husband's into finance so pretty much i lost finance in in the background because i was like you always talk about money you always ask me to save i don't want to listen to you uh but something stuck there so financial counseling diploma actually gave me that footstool to understand what they were telling me and if i join this sector how to merge things and to work around um definitely theory is required to implement into your practice so it gave me a knowledge about uh, it obviously i went googled a lot of information which i wouldn't have done otherwise um it was a backbone uh without this i i don't think i would be so confident saying that okay i'm a financial counselor and i know everything now this this was the stepping stone susan do you have any insights uh from your studies of the diploma of financial counseling that you'd like to share with current diploma students the one thing that i absolutely took uh was ask for support um 
if you're working in the sector, ask your colleagues. Um, if you're not working in the, reach out in the forum. And now things have changed so much from the time I started. Um, like you were telling me, Kylie, you have the webinars, you have the updated toolkits. Utilize that. It's, 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 it's a well of information. And more you talk about it or you more you reach out for support, uh, it will not only help you to finish your diploma, it will actually help you if you move into the sector as a financial counsellor or a capable or any to just to understand the market. It gives you the insight. So I think my biggest strength was uh, while I was studying, I was uh, was working and I had very experienced financial counsellors working with me. So I never felt like I shouldn't be asking questions. So I told them, listen, guys, you may think me as stupid. I don't care, but I'm going to ask you stupid questions because I'm new to this sector. You guys have been here. I'm studying. Help me out. So that's what shout out. If you need help, always there. It's a pleasure. Mm -hmm.